You're listening to The Reclamation Show with Justin, Tonya Dawn, and Neva Lee Reckla, the first family of inspired personal development. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Reclamation. We are so glad you're back with us here. We love having you, and we, we love the reviews and the feedback, and we thank you so much for being on this journey with us. We love what we do, and we're so excited to be back here with you. Today's show is all about radical self-reliance. So kind of, you know, the another layer of, of the Recla experience coming off here because I'll Everything that we do is is around this kind of dominion space, the personal responsibility space, and, and the the links to which we'll go to dissect this human experience. It, this is kind of what we live for. We geek out on it. We're a little bit odd over here at the Regla House, but it works for us. And so this concept of radical self-reliance um, built up around, um, it starts with the kind of the personal power concept from my first book, War, and then it and then it kind of built. And, and as a family where it really cohered was in 2017, we went to Burning Man. Um, Justin and I had gotten tickets and, and we were going to go and, and at the last minute decided that of course Neva would go with us and she was seven. So despite what everybody said, kind of kind of true to form, um, that we were crazy for taking our seven-year-old to Burning Man with us, it felt right for us and we had a fabulous time. And so of course you're going to hear from the other two here in a second about their experiences with that. But that's one of the principles of, of Burning Man and something that is woven throughout is is, is Take care of yourself, right? Right. Make sure that you're not becoming a burden on somebody else. And and if you are, you know, you know, be an appreciation of that. That shouldn't be the expectation. Lots of phenomenal principles that come out of Burning Man, and, and we certainly grew a lot as a family. We went three years in a row: 2017, 18, and 19. Um, and, and but this concept of self reliance isn't just for our family. It isn't just for Burning Man. What it really feeds into, as we discovered, what as we walked clients through these processes, it is it is at the heart of everything. Because here's the kicker, folks: you can't turn your life over into into to your highest aspect you can't walk in relationship with god you can't um know yourself as an aspect of the divine you can't do any of that if there are aspects of you that you're not aware of because they're in control of of, by your subconscious program or whatever the case may be and so we're going to dive into all of that today because these two have a wealth of knowledge on the subject as they've put these things into practice so my question is just we'll start with you why radical self-reliance? Like, what's that mean to you, and what has your experience been with it? <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> you know, you would think that you know, being in the military, that 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 would be ingrained, right? But that's not the case because in the military, it's yes sir, no ma'am, you know, toe the line, all of that. And I think that a lot of that's true in in civilian life as well. Well, right, of your boss tells you to do something or. The dynamic of the relationship you're in is, well, I better do what my wife says, right? We, we joke about that, right? You know, oh, oh this about my wife. It, it's, it's, it's gross, yeah, right? And I'm sure we'll probably do a whole other episode on, <laughs> on sure. that. But, but for me, my experience with it is, is this. No one is coming to save you. Simple as that. No one, not even God, is going to come save you because he gave you free will. And if you choose not to have a relationship with him, he can't save you, right? You have to have that relationship. And so for me, it was the concept of what, what do I need 
to survive, right? What do I need to be self-reliant? Not dependent on anybody else for my existence, for my well-being. What do I need? And my experience of it is, is peeling back all the layers. Oh, yep, that don't need that anymore. Oh, yep, don't need that anymore, <laughs> right? Had a DUI back in 2006. That clearly showed me something, right? That was a huge, huge wake-up call for me. And shortly thereafter, I met you. <laughs> Bing! Kind of amazing how the universe works <laughs> when you're ready to receive that. But for me, it's, it's just that. It's at the core of who you are, knowing that nobody's coming to save you. How do you survive? And, and Burning Man was a prime example of that. We figured, hey, we got this. You know, we had the military experience, but we never done it with a seven-year-old. <laughs> and it was quite, quite the experience, right? Because the, the place that we camped at, really, there was everybody was kind of doing their own thing, and we were this awkward family who had never burned before, and you know, doing things out of a minivan. And it was, it was quite the experience. And it was literally, you know, what are you going to do? You know, get in the car and leave. Sure. Yeah, the hottest summer on yeah. record. Hottest <laughs> summer at Burning Man ever. And what are you going to do, right? But we agreed to the experience. We ex uh, agreed to get through it, and it was a phenomenal microcosm of of life because nobody is coming to save you. But when you have relationships and you build relationships, like we did at Burning Man, which made our second year at Burning Man even better because we had established a relationship with the camp, things came up to the next level. And so it was a beautiful experience of complete radical self-reliance in all things. And for me, that that is like the sole purpose of life, I think, is, is how do you function as an individual? And that means in relationship with others. Because you might not need a relationship in your own self-radical reliance, right? That may be something that you, you don't require. Not everybody does. For me, it fills me. But it can only fill me because I had to pull back everything else that mm -hmm. was preventing that from, from happening. Yeah, so so a couple points there. One, if you don't know what Burning Man is, I realize we didn't set that container well, but the point of the this episode isn't really about Burning Man, so you can go and look it up. It's a festival. It's a lot of fun. Um, but Neva, for, from your vantage point, you know, your dad and I had that military experience. You know, we had the government agent experience. And we had we had a lot of experiences and, and for, to some degree played the survival kind of struggle game um, in, in our adult years. You, you come at it from a very different perspective. And so mm -hmm. a lot of what your dad's speaking to is peeling back the layers. Well, those aren't necessarily layers that that you had acquired so Thank for goodness. you yeah so for you we're busily trying to keep her from having to carry ours right so for you what it what is that concept because as a kid you yeah. are kind of taught in most environments that your parents or some adult is will always save you so how did you internalize that you know i have a great story to follow up that question it just happens to fall in perfectly um i think at the start of our first burn I wanted to set expectations for what I thought I was going to be like. And so I remember we came across this kid's Thunderdome. And it was basically this dome where a little... They had a big version where... Big Mad Max, folks. Yes. <laughs> they had a giant version for adults where there was... What's the word I'm looking for? They were suspended in air. Yeah. Perfect. And they were basically just beating each other up in the air. And it looked really fun. They made a mini version and... Unfortunately, the kids didn't get to fly, but it's cool. And they gave us these 
I don't know what you call them, like, whatever. Google sticks? Yeah, that word. And they, I met, I made a friend, and she was, like, three, and I was, like, seven, and, seven or eight, and we start talking stuff, and we're about to go in to fight each other. She's three years old, and I'm towering over uh, to her. To be honest, to be fair, she was five. She was five. Well, to me, I thought she was three. I was towering <laughs> over her, like, two feet, and I look at her, and I go, okay, just, like, we're not going to fully beat each other up. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so just, like, we'll hit each other in the neck and stuff. And we get in. This little five-year-old girl, now I realize she's five, goes at me. And she hit me in the throat quite a few times. And I'm sitting there, and I'm literally breaking down, and this little girl's beating me up. And people are staring at me, and I don't know what to do. I'm like, dude, we had it packed. And she's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. And she, like... Full, the last like moment she, is when she striked my throat just like full on and I was like I looked down at her and I didn't know what to do and I just froze and I left and I broke down crying and I was like I let this five-year-old girl beat me up and that's because I set expectations for what it was going to be like and so and that's something you learn at Burning Man is like if there's a cool vehicle you want to go get on it you go get on it and you just go for the ride and just like set not setting those expectations is what made a good experience and it will literally kick you in the butt if you're not careful (laughs) i love that so so along with self-reliance she's talking about this this ability to or or the the willingness to say you know it's okay to be in it for the experience because because i think i think underneath that message which was so beautifully illustrated is this concept of control and and when we try to control for outcomes then, then we don't we don't get there when we control or manage ourselves. As Justin was pointing out, that's the secret. So if you take the brilliance and what both of them just said and lay them on top of each other, that that is exactly what has to happen. We have to first be able to manage ourselves, and then be willing to be kind of in the experience of of the flow of things. And so we're we're going to take a quick break. For those of you who've been listening to our podcast through Reclamation or any of our other shows on the Superpower Network or through our other channels, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And we appreciate you sharing those. Um, That's step one on the path to unlocking your superpowers. If you've been listening to those for a while now, then we urge you to go into step two. I know a lot of you are in step two. You're loving the I Am series. You're watching those videos each week. We're hearing from you and and we know it's working in your lives, that's where you get to learn with us and and implement some of these techniques into your own existence to have a better relationship with your family, to have a better impact on the world. And those of you who've been in the I Am series, go ahead and look at step three. We love... First, you know, I actually, I want to skip ahead and say those of you who are in step three in our programs, kudos to you, shout out to you. We know how hard you're working. We see you diving in. We see you getting real with yourselves. We see you peeling back those layers. And that is a courageous walk. And so we celebrate you. For those of you who are in step two, that's what you have to look for, that community of people who are really, truly walking this walk, lighting up their paths, and then sharing that with others. It is just a brilliant sight to behold. So thank you. All of you have had the courage um, to honor us with your trust on that walk. Go to superpowerexperts.com if if you want to know more about that experience. We're going to cut to a break. We're talking today about radical self-reliance and we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. 
The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. Fabulous. We are back. You're listening to Reclamation. We're talking today about radical self-reliance. And we were sharing before the break some of our stories with Burning Man. Uh, um, uh, it's it's this amazing event that, that we got to attend that taught us so much about being radical in a lot of different ways. And what was so brilliant about it for us is that we were we were looking for more communities where we could love on people and where we could share and where we could be wholly who we were. Um, we'd had experiences with that. We'd um, been involved with CEO space from the business perspective. That's where Neva got a lot of her experience. And because um, the founder there, the, the visionary, Bernie Dorman, had, had such a beautiful vision for cooperation and giving and being of service, um, that moving into an environment like Burning Man, where, where the economy is a gifting economy, where radical self-reliance, immediacy, where all of these components of just really being present to life, what those weren't new to us. And we really opened our arms and, and our hearts to another environment where we could we, we could show up and love. And, and that really is what fuels the work that we do here is making sure that nobody ever has to feel like they aren't accepted somewhere, right? We, we work with a lot of people who have amazing abilities, some of them supernatural abilities, some of them not real sure why they can see what they see or hear what they hear or do what they do. And, and when we move, when we talk about this concept of radical self-reliance, we have to be able to talk about the fact that that looks so different for everybody. That, that somebody's version of self-reliance may just be you know, being able to live on their own, right? That, that, that may be a big, bold move for them. Whereas another person, it may be, um, you know, selling off everything and going and living in, in, in a remote place and, and ministering to, to, to people who need help. Who knows what that move is for you? But the point is, is that when you are willing to kind of dive deeply into that and say, okay, where do I have that feeling like Justin was talking about of where I'm thinking somebody's going to come save us? I remember at the start of the pandemic, I was really just in deep, deep reflection because there was so much energy that was coming through. And I remember talking with Justin about um, this this kind of concept that I was feeling. And it was this, what was coming to the surface was we, we were being asked to look at anywhere where we were waiting for something. And I remember looking and saying, I wonder what we think we're waiting for. And what, it was a bizarre conversation because we've been on this walk for a very long time. We're very intentional. We've, we're obedient in our walk with God. And, and we, we, we've given that over. And, and this, there was still this layer that was coming off. And I don't know about the rest of you, but it felt like an invitation to say, what if this is what we have? What if sitting with our families is what we have? What if this conversation is what we have and it is what it's about. I, I had a guest on my show not too long ago and I was super floored by this person who, who, who works in the developmental spaces, encourages others, mentors others. And one of the comments that was shared was all around this powerless feeling of like because government resources were shut down, because um, 
certain activities were shut down because travel was curtailed, you know, and the home, the home existence felt like it wasn't being fulfilling to everybody involved. And I remember just listening to the powerlessness in that and wondering, well, who was going to fix it? Right? Like on our last episode, who's going to fix it? Who's going to make it better? And, and I think one of the things that I feel so incredibly blessed about is that at the start of all of that, we got to do an inventory and say, we are like nothing's wrong here we get to spend time together we get to be be concentrated in each other's spaces and learn more about each other we get to learn more about ourselves we get to to uncover things that we didn't even know we wanted to do we started making soap and <laughs> candles and everything else and th- and this has gotten really long-winded but i hope you can feel in that that there is so much um beauty and 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 so many gifts to be held when you willingly traverse these spaces with each other. Well, <clears throat> let's be honest. There's a lot of people out there who feel that being subjected to their family is torture, right? We, we, we've made light of that in our society of like spending time with your kids is torturous, right? Well, I got, you know, I got family time this weekend, right? Or, and it's gross. It really is. It's gross because why did you start a family in the first place? I see COVID as a blessing. Our experience at Burning Man proved that as a family, we can hunker down <laughs> and come together and survive the harshness of the desert and of the environment. Well, if we could do that, we're in our home, right? <laughs> We have electricity, we have running water, toilet paper might have been a scarcity, but okay, we had solutions for that, right? There was a hose. It did not get that bad. No. Okay, it did not no. get that bad. But my point being is we, we, we tend, as a society, we've gotten to a place to where we joke about that with our coworkers, we joke about that with our friends, and we accept that as that's okay, right? Like you can't go do what you quote unquote want. No, you may not be able to go do what your buddies want you to do, right? Or what your girlfriends want you to do. But when you put family first, when you put the divine first, and you, you step away from moorishness, right? Wanting more or thinking more. If you can't be fulfilled in the things that you have, then that's an opportunity for you to examine what you hold important in your life. And I think for us, COVID gave us that opportunity. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, and parents, you're shaping your kid's reality because even if you're not saying it straight to their face, they still feel that you don't want to be there. And not everybody is like that. I understand that. Not everybody hates their family. And... But for those who, well, it does seem like a little bit of a burden to have to go spend time with your family, that's what you're programming into your kid's head for future relationships, for future friendships, for whatever they're going to unpack in their future. And then it shows to them that that shouldn't be something you want to spend time together. And that just shapes their entire reality off of that. Or they're going to have to go and deprogram it later. But it, it shows that, like... The energy of not wanting to be there, begrudgingly doing it, is still there. Do you find it difficult to be wholly who you are with the amount of time that we spend together? No. I would, in fact, say it makes it easier because 
so we do family fun day um every week on friday and that's kind of our thing before going into spiritual saturday and then i go to church saturday and sunday um and so it's not like that big like twice a month thing once a month twice a month thing it so there's continued conversations going on instead of like oh here's a giant chunk of my life i left out and didn't tell you it's just like there well and to be you know just to, to set the container here further is is family fun day is not just like once a day we get together and do something we're together all the time 24 7 we have a lot of fun throughout the week as well family fun day is is our container for where we're not doing business we're not doing tasks we're not we're, we're not doing yeah. school work it's mm -hmm. a intentional coming togetherness to come together and be together to play together to play together yeah, right yeah. i mean today's family fun day and we're recording the show i mean we were just talking about this we love these kinds of conversations that lights us up and so this is part of family fun day today right but but we all agreed to that yeah. that's right. right and we were talking in our first episode about how like the 24 7 and how we make our different opinions work and make those different parts of who we separately are work and i think especially parents when i think a big thing becomes when kids come to around my age or grade where it's like oh they just don't want to talk to me they're they're too old for that blah 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 that i see a lot of parents do that within our church is like oh they're too old they don't want to hang out with me and then I'll go and talk to the kid and they'll tell me literally their entire life story that their parent hasn't heard because the parent doesn't want to listen. Mm. And so Dude, that just that hit my heart, man. That yeah. that was hard to hear just then. That that's that's what you're missing out on. Yeah. Right? I mean that well, that's I, what you miss from your kids. Yeah. Like and you, yeah. and you miss out on that when you think you're missing out on something else. Yeah. Oh. That's kind of significant. Yeah. And they'll stop they'll stop going to you that's how i am with some friends it's like okay you don't want to listen I'll, I'll just stop going to you for those types of things i'll stop talking and that that's how it becomes in families is they'll just not find out about their life because there's no communication you know it's it's interesting that you brought that up because and i'm sure we'll talk about neva's experience with school and um, learning and stuff and what was so fascinating about that process with you was that I remember when you had asked us, you were two and you asked to go to school. Um, and so we said, okay, that's fine. So, so you were in a program for a little while and then you, dad left to go to Afghanistan. A little while, folks, a day. No, 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 oh, no, no that one was like one, six yes. months. Yeah. And then, and then you left for Afghanistan and shortly thereafter you came home and you said, I, I want to learn from home now. Still two. Um, so of course I, you know, when the next time I talked to Justin, I said, Hey, do you have feelings on this? You know, and, and we both agree that that was, that was acceptable. And so she, um, so she came home and she just said, I want to learn from home now. And, and what was so fascinating is that we dipped our toe into that one more time, the time Justin was talking about one day experience and, um, <laughs> one and, and half. it didn't go very well, but it was, uh, this child is completely unschoolable. No, just kidding. You're not. You're doing fantastic. Uh, we thought maybe she was like not going to be able to conform to school, but she's doing remarkably well, which we will talk about because the experiment that we did with that is super telling. Uh, but the feeling I had when you when you were would come home from school and tell me about all this stuff that you learned, it was like. But before that, I was I was able to be present for the learning, yeah. right? And I was able to to kind of pour into you and to hear your insights. It wasn't just a oh, how was your day? Check the box, right? I we were together in it, and and that richness for me was gone in that. 
And while that's, you know, you get to have whatever experiences you want to have, I noticed that. And so yeah. when, when you made the choice to, to come back home again, that that really just felt like our sweet spot because you get to have your space, but we also get to be involved. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's been such a remarkable gift. Well, and let's be honest, not everybody has that opportunity mm -mm. to do that, right? Your circumstances may not be such to where you can't homeschool because you, you, your job requires you to be outside the home and you're, you're gone five days out of the week, you know, in a nine to five or whatever that might look like for you. That's fine. Get that, that, that that's absolutely acceptable but it makes the opportunities where you do have time to spend together that much more valuable, that much more precious, because that's what leads to your, your, your friends not having shared that with their, their, with their parents because their parents are, are focused on doing something else, right? Yeah. They're, they're miss, they feel like they might be missing out over, on this over here or busying themselves, whatever, whatever the excuse might be. So it just makes those times even more precious to spin together in those moments. And for any type of relationship, I suggest like make that time to communicate. If it's not like, I don't expect you to go and become homeschooled right the second because I said I was and that works for me. That may not work for other families and that's fine, but it's finding that healthy balance of communication where it doesn't get out of hand and the other person doesn't stop communicating with you. And like, for parents especially, finding that happy medium with your kids and kids finding that happy medium with your parents is, okay, how can we communicate without being overbearing? And how can you not let it get out of hand? And I think in order for any type of relationship to work that has to be there is that communication is like just setting that time out to talk. Yeah, and, and from tying that back into the radical self-reliance piece, what I'm hearing you say is that it's through that communication that we're all operating from the same page. We, we have the same kind of expectation. We have shared expectations, shared motivations, shared goals. And, and in that, everybody's free then to develop themselves to develop the dynamics within themselves. Um, we, we've alluded to previously, you know, obviously Justin and I have our marriage. That's a very different relationship than our family dynamic. Um, Neva and I have our relationship. It's a very different dynamic than, than when Justin's involved and, and, and they have a dynamic that's very different than when I'm involved. And, and it gives the freedom and the flexibility to have all of that. Now we have a lot of time, but like Justin said, it's not about time. It's about intentionality. It's about making, making the space. It's about being um, present to what matters to you and, and, and really sitting with that because while I suspect, yes, some people are, are clear that they're distracting themselves and would prefer not to spend time in relationship with their family members, most people, I suspect, don't even know that they're coming up with excuses. They don't even know that that should be something that they could want or it could be something that they should want, right? And so so it's not even like they're lying to themselves. It's, they don't even know. And, and, and so make sure you're not taking things at face value. Like our move to go to Burning Man was insane. We didn't know anyone who had been there. We didn't we had, we didn't even know it was a thing until it got brought to our attention. We we had no idea why spirit was guiding us there. And, and but we we operate in faith and so we just kind of obediently stepped forward and and it became really clear why we were there and and it it was it was just enough outside of our comfort zone that that we that we kind of had to come together and say, "Okay, how are we going to do this?" 
How are we, and there were real survival things. Like, like I wouldn't say that our life was ever in, in jeopardy, but there were real, there were serious heat issues. There were real, you know, nobody was feeding us unless we had food, you know, that, that was on us. That water was, was on us. We had to bring in our own water. Like, like we had to really figure out how to work together. And what Nevis so eloquently illustrated is that in that container, then everybody's able to be wholly who they are. And I, I just don't think that we think that is possible for our young people. And I would add to that is without the communication, there is no self-reliance. Explain. So I would say a big part of me being able to be so self-reliant is because the conversations we've had um, about anything so like you had a place to go to get information and y'all were there to answer my questions you i was there to answer yours but but i was also able to develop whatever that meant for me and sometimes in order to develop what that means for you you have to get another perspective and especially when it's someone who probably knows a little bit more than you and that being able to bounce off of each other helps and i think parents especially with older kids is don't let that communication slip away because it becomes a story that they just won't want to spend time with you but i think a big assumption just becomes that you don't want to spend time with us mm-hmm. and so communicating and like going making it not seem forced but then it eventually just becomes good well i think there's some abdication too we, as a society we've gotten to the place of you don't have to worry about your kids' education because the teacher's going to educate them, right? We've got systems for that. You don't, you know, parents, it's been set up to where parents don't have to worry about that. And so we, we abdicate, we've been trained to abdicate. Or their spiritual journey because church is going to do the it. Church, the church is going to do it, right? right? In all things, it falls on you. And you're either going to abdicate, and that's fine. If you want to abdicate, if you are in awareness of that application. Maybe let's say delegate. Delegate, okay. If you're gonna delegate. You can outsource it. (laughs) If you're in awareness of it, that's one thing. But to just do it blindly, expecting that delegation to take care of it, you're you're missing out on it because there's still touch points that need to be happening along the way. There's conversations that need to be occurring just to make sure that who you're delegating to is the right fit for what you're wanting to see in right. those relationships. Well, and I think what the pandemic showed us was that those systems are faulty, that, that they need some upheavals, they need some evolution. And in, until that happens, and, and probably even after that happens, I, I like what you said, the onus is still on the parents. And, and, and we have to accept that there are things that are being programmed in our children in those environments that they don't understand, that, that maybe they don't agree with, maybe goes against everything that they feel like they're being called into because, folks, they are being guided just as just the same way we are. And, and, and if you can get your kids to, to kind, of in, in, kind of get into that higher self, uh, connecting with the divine, whatever you want to call it, if you can guide them into that, then then they will be getting messages that are different from yours. They'll be getting guidance that's different from yours. And, and they still need you to provide the framework. They haven't been on this planet long enough, right? And there are certain systems that just are outside of their reach. And so while we can encourage a lot of self-dominion in our children, what Neva spoke to really, we encourage you to take that to heart, is that, that you have to set the framework. You have to hold those containers. You have to be responsible um, as they're developing into that. Neva, final thoughts on this topic. 
So my final thoughts would be, especially for parents and kids, is like you were saying, there's so many different viewpoints that we can get, is kids, one, be open to the fact that we don't know everything. <laughs> Whoa, stop. Okay. Right. Everybody, you can go back and replay that over Rewind. and over and over again for your children. I, I would like to hear well, it Well, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> no, no, no. Just, yeah. just kids. <laughs> everybody be open that you don't know everything. And I think a big miscommunication. She might have just glared at me on that one. I I'm did. saying. I did. Loving glare, of course. <laughs> Loving and high vibrational. Love harder, folks. Um, with anybody, admit... Or don't admit, get clear with yourself that maybe you don't know everything. And I think a big miscommunication between anybody, um, any type of relationship, any type of communication ever, happens between one person thinking that they are right and another person thinking that they are right. And getting clear that that may not be the case. And parents, as your kids are developing their own beliefs and their own structures, that's something we've been working on with me is... And I've had a couple slip-ups where maybe I've said some things and poked the bear at people <laughs> um, going against their viewpoints and doing the thing I'm judging them for. And getting clear with their opinion may be different than yours, and that's okay. But also getting clear on like learning about it. I think a really awesome conversation is going to happen between people if you want to learn about what they believe or what they're thinking. I think the newer generation are something we're getting really good at is how to have those inclusionary conversations mm -hmm. but how do we have inclusion including the generations that became before us that may have different beliefs and viewpoints that's right and, and sometimes it's, it's it's just what are they interested in yeah and maybe that means you don't get to do the thing yeah. you really wanted to do in that moment but the relationship matters more justin final thoughts well, my final thoughts are that are this is that in all things relationship, work, parenting, whatever it might be, find yourself first, know who you are in it, know that you're safe in it, know that you're protected, know that you are loved. The only way that you can get there and understanding that and seeing that is by having a relationship with the divine, unpeeling your layers of who you thought you were, knowing that no matter what situation you find yourself in, that you're okay and that it's okay to let some things that are no longer serving you let that go because it's going to give your kids permission to be stronger in their own foundation of who they are it's going to give your friends permission even though they may not like it it's going to give them permission it's going to show them something different because you're saying nope i know who i am and I'm coming from a place of my own dominion in every decision I make, in every situation, every environment, and every experience. And when you find yourself there, pass it on to your kids because that's what sets them up for success. Beautifully said. Well, what a fabulous conversation. We talked today about radical self-reliance. And, and for those of you who really want to change your existence, you want to change your life, you want to pursue 
that ultimate, right? You're tired of settling for the consolation prize. Go to superpowerexperts.com and make sure you know where you're at on that path to unlocking your superpowers. And if you've been doing that path, then make sure you're going on to your next step with that. If you're not in community with us, folks, there is another step to be taken. If you're not in one of our superpower programs, there is another step to be taken. And for those of you who kind of superseded that path and are creating within us as our podcasters are and our coaches are, huge gratitude to you all. We, um, we love this walk, this collaborative walk, and the fact that we get the opportunity to, to, to work in businesses that are collaborative in nature with the love and support and accountability from beautiful souls as all of you. Huge shout out to you. You make it worthwhile. You make it possible. Thank you. And thank you to all of you who listen. We, we love you. We appreciate you sharing this with everybody else. Um, if anyone is looking for hope, be sure to direct them to the network. Um, we appreciate it when you do. And from our inspired family to yours, we, we love, love you. you. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.